Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to another episode here on the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And guys, in today's interview, I'm excited to announce that I'm going to be joined by one of the better tight ends in the 2024 class, Gavin Grover, a three-star tight end out of Ohio. Gavin, thank you for coming on today, my guy. I'm excited to you know learn a little bit more about you. Yeah, hey, thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk to you about uh, my journey through this recruiting process and getting on my way to college football. Hey, absolutely. I, love, I already love your energy you're bringing. And, you know, before we do start talking, like you just mentioned about, you know, your college recruitment, talking about your high school career so far and everything like that. You know, Gavin, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? You know, obviously, you know, where you're from, how you got mm-hmm. into football, why you got into football. You know, some of the little details about yourself. Yeah, so uh, I'm from just right around 30 minutes outside of Columbus, Ohio. Uh, I'm going into I'm a junior right now and just finished my junior season of football, going into basketball. and vol- I play basketball and volleyball as well. Two of the sports I play, you know, helps me be a well-rounded athlete and helps me along with football. Hey, I got you. I got you now. Now, let me ask you, Gavin, this might kind of be a no-brainer, but obviously mm-hmm. you just mentioned, you know, being 30 minutes out of, you know, Columbus. I'm guessing you grew up an Ohio State fan. Uh, Yeah, I'm actually – I mean, still growing up and still being a huge Ohio State fan, you know, I've always been interested in that school. It's kind of cool uh, growing up, like, cheering for a team with that tradition of success in football and the winning culture. I mean, it's been, like, I feel lucky being growing, being able to grow up with a team as solid as the Ohio State Buckeyes have. Hey, absolutely. And, you know, today they had a bunch of recruiting news going down. You know, now they've got mm-hmm. the number one player in the 2024 class, and they just got the number two player in the 2024 class. So I'd say the Buckeyes are doing pretty good for themselves. But, um, you know, Gavin, for you, did you ever go to any games growing up? Did you ever go to the horseshoe or anything like that? Yeah, so I've been to uh, quite a few games. Actually, my uh, great uncles both played at Ohio State. They, they were both tight ends at Ohio State, believe it or not. And uh, so I, we used to have season tickets. I used to go to like I used to go to like one or two games a year with my family. Now like rotating with my siblings and my parents, like everybody gets like a turn to go to the game. And then now I've gotten to go to uh, one game as a recruit as well, which was cool. hey. Oh, so that's cool though. So you've actually been able to you know experience a game from the sidelines or not yeah. from the sidelines, but be able to go on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah. It was very neat. Um, it was kind of, it was a surreal experience, you know, like. Growing up a fan of that team, watch those dudes, those dudes being some of your heroes. Now you being able to be in the same shoes they were like a few years prior is really cool. Now, I, yeah. Absolutely. Now, Gavin, I got to ask you, though, you know, you being 6'6", six, six, you're already pretty darn big, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, easily a guy that could, if need be, could switch over to, you know, the line, whether that's yeah. offensive or defensive. But for mm-hmm. you, you know, being on the sideline and seeing the size of those guys, you know, kind of what was your initial reaction to that, being you know, like, you I know, mean, so up close and personal? I mean, you feel like uh, when you're like not like next to them, you feel like you know I can size up pretty well. But there's there's some freaks of nature out on that field, like watching like the defense line, like Zach Harrison, uh, Jack Sawyer, uh, oh, JT, man. all those dudes on assignment. Like I gotta block those dudes in my future, or someone like those dudes. So that's like very like you know I gotta get my body right, gotta get bigger, faster, stronger, and be able to catch up with that college game because you know it's a different game than high school football. So you got to make that transition to, from high school to college. Hey, absolutely. And you're especially playing at the level of college football, which nine times out of ten you'll probably end up playing at. You definitely have to be, you know, taking care of your body the best you can, constantly working out, training your mind, everything like that. But, um, you know, kind of back to football a little bit, Gavin, for you, you know, when did you actually first start playing football? So I first started playing football in first grade. I mean, younger than first grade, I've always, like, grown up like a Buckeye fan, so I was – 
like throwing the football around at like tailgates, just in the backyard with my dad and brother, brothers. And like, so I started playing first grade flag. I played flag through third grade. And then fourth grade is, or no, third grade was my first year of tackle football. And I was offensive lineman that year. I was disappointed. I was like over, you know how they had like weight limits. So I was like overweight. So I had to play offensive line. But my friend told me in fourth grade that his dad was making a travel team that I could join, which there was no weight limit for that. So I could play tight end. That was my dream to play tight end because I was a really big Gronk fan growing up. So I was like, I just want, I want to be just like her. I want to catch the ball. I want to be able to block people. So that was like kind of like a dream come true for me. And then from there to now, I've worn number 87, played tight end, which I'm very happy to do. Hey, that's cool. I didn't even realize that's why you wore 87. So you mm-hmm. so you grew up a Gronk fan your entire life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, looking at it nowadays, how you play and everything like that, would you say you kind of resemble a lot of what Gronk did, you know, the physicality-wise, receiving-wise, mm-hmm. everything like that? Yeah, I try to be a multiple-threat guy. You know, I try to be the best blocker I can, try to be really physical out there, and also just catch the ball and be able to get yards after the catch. You know, I think Gronk might have been a little bit, like, bigger and bulkier size-wise than I was. I'm a little skinnier than he was. But I think I try to resemble his game and model my game after his. I've watched a lot of his film, just, like, take, like, little things and route running, stuff like that to try to implement into my own game and help me succeed on the field. Hey, I've got you. I got you. So, you know, talking a little bit about how, you know, initially when you first started, you know, you're one of the bigger guys, which don't feel bad. I was the same damn way. I mean, I always wanted to play, you know, receiver, quarterback, running back. But no, 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 you're a little bit too chunky. We're going to put you on the offensive line. But, you know, for you, getting that opportunity to go play tight end and being able to also go play travel ball because, you know, you're traveling a lot. You're going to all these different cities and everything like that. Do you kind of feel like being able to go to a travel team kind of help develop you a little bit early on? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we were playing tough competition. I mean, we played teams all around, like, Ohio, Indiana, West Virginia. So we were playing teams all around, like, a little area of the Midwest. And we played some tough competition. And also, our coach was, like, always having us play up because, like, he was just about, like, getting the best competition possible. So we sometimes, as fourth graders, played teams in fifth and even sixth grade. So I think that really helped me develop my game and, like, already get used to playing against bigger faster stronger competition so i think that helped me really focus and hone in on those little things like catching the ball every time it comes to you make like work on your routes this way and all like the little things to help you get that much better hey i've got you absolutely now gavin i also want to ask you too because you mentioned uh you know right at the beginning you also play basketball and a few other sports so Mm -hmm. have you always been kind of a multi-sport athlete throughout your entire career oh man multiple sports is not the word uh, I've played multiple sports <laughs> like since I was like since when I started playing football. That was like my second sport, and I mean I've st- I've played football, basketball, volleyball, soccer, lacrosse. I was on a Man. tennis team at one point. I swam. Like I've done everything. I played baseball too as well. Okay, now I gotta ask you though, being you know six six your size and playing baseball, what position did you play? Uh, I played first base, base, and I pitch. I also played left field. Man, I, I couldn't imagine. Time as well. Man, I couldn't imagine going up against a six-six pitcher trying to anticipate what pitch he's about to send. Because I mean, dude, that's just that's just got to be a scary sight for the batter. But you know, you play in all these different sports, and I know you talked about it a little bit early on. You know, it it helps mm-hmm. also develop your football game, right? You know, footwork, mm-hmm. everything like that. What would you say has been kind of the key sport for you necessarily that's helped you, you know, translate a lot of those little, you know, techniques over to football? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the two sports I think I'm playing now along with football, so basketball and volleyball, I think the basketball piece, I think it's helped me, like, r- get better at, like, running, just, like, 
running more, I'm not going to say it's like top end speed all, at, all the time in basketball, but like running up and down the floor, I think that's helped me become a more fluid runner and be able to cut and like be like just be an athlete and find open space as well as the footwork part in basketball. In basketball, it's so much footwork, like in like in the paint, like backing someone down, and like having the like use your feet to drop step or like pivot. It just helped. It's helped me a lot in like some routes. And then volleyball piece, it's helped me be super explosive. Like so, volleyball, you gotta jump really high, hit the ball hard. It's a lot of very like precise timing and hand-eye coordination. I think that's helped me like build my legs to get my legs a lot stronger as well as like my hand-eye coordination with the timing, like going to put my hands up at the right time to catch the football. I think that's helped me like work on my high point in the one-on-one scenarios and situations like that. Hey, I love I love your explanation about, you know, both of them talking about how basketball has helped you a lot with agility-wise and then volleyball, a lot of obviously hand-eye coordination. Mm-hmm. Now I also want to ask you too about volleyball because normally – you know, when you hear the word volleyball, you think of, okay, you know, girls volleyball, right, and everything mm-hmm. like that. For sure. So so for you, you know, what kind of made you want to get into volleyball, just another sport that you could conquer? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. So my family, actually, growing up, my, my family's always played volleyball. Like, we even had, like, a family, like, tournament called the Grove Cup. It's our backyard. We usually have, like, 100 people over and play, like, a huge sports volleyball thing. And I've gone to it, like, since my, my basically my whole life. And you, once you're, like, 11, you get to play. So I got to play when I was 11. I'm like still, I still play every year with them. I always invite all my buddies and stuff. It's fun. And also, my sister played volleyball in college. She's a Division two All American for volleyball. So I always went to her games when she was in high school and to college. And she even played professionally for two seasons. So it was cool watching her and then like learning from her. She came back and taught at some of my middle school and high school practices. It's really cool, like seeing her work, working with her, and it's kind of like a sibling bond thing. It's really cool. Hey, that's that's amazing. I like how you know your family has your own little tournament, or mm-hmm. I guess a venthia called the Grove Cove, which yeah. that's that, that's that's amazing though. Seriously, yeah, that's really cool. So, um, so now let's kind of talk a little bit about you know going to your high school career. So before we start mm-hmm. talking about you know recruitment and everything like that, yep. I want to talk a little bit about you know going so going into your freshman year, right? You know what was the main sport that you were focusing on because you know you're playing all these different sports, but for you at that time, you know what was kind of your main you know sport that you wanted to really you know strive in. Honestly, at the time, I was basketball was kind. Of, so I quit bat play basketball my freshman year. Cause I don't know. I just, I was, I was focused on club volleyball and I was actually really focused on my volleyball recruitment. And I was thinking about playing volleyball, but also, can you hear me still? Yeah, no, you're good. Oh, okay. All right. We're good. And like, I was really focused on my club volleyball career and we were playing and I was playing with a really good club team called Vanguard, which some of my buddies still play for. And like I was working because I wasn't sure whether I wanted to do both. And I, I've been told my whole life by my parents and my close like family that like you should play as many as you can because you only li- are in high school once. So I played multiple. As I like talked to, I was focused on volleyball. Told my volleyball coaches that I wanted to play volleyball in college. But then like from my fr- freshman year to my sophomore year, I started to get a little bit of interest. Started like making connections. Like I talked to Coach Wilson, who was the tight end coach for LSU at the time. He said I could have a future in it, and I really, like, sparked the interest. And, like, thinking of Gronk growing up, I was like, you know what, maybe I can actually do this. I, I'm growing in. I was, like, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, freshman year, so I was like, That's wow. crazy. That's crazy, first off, man. I, 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 I'm I, a little bit envy, envious of you, man, because I'm only, like, 5'10", so I, hey, I wish <laughs> I had that height. But so that's cool, though. So you started to act – so it re- originally, you know, you didn't really want to – 
necessarily make football your main sport. Volleyball is actually going to be your main sport. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so from then on. But now, after my sophomore season, when I started getting a lot of interest from schools throughout that sophomore season, and then when Coach uh, Vince Morrow from Kentucky offered me, that's when I was like, you know what, this football thing is can be something for me. It could help me get the school free. And that's why I really thought that football would be 100% the route I'm going to take. Hey, absolutely. And I'm kind of glad you you know started to transition over to recruiting because mm-hmm. that's exactly what I wanted, to, I wanted to ask you, you know. So if you don't mind, kind of talk to us a little bit about, you know, getting your first offer, that experience, how it went down, and everything like that. Because I always love to hear it because, you know, every kid's got a different story about like how they get it, whether it's a phone call, you know, coach mm-hmm. goes to your coach's office. But for you, you know, how how did your first experience go getting your first offer? Yeah, so uh, it was right after my sophomore – or no, it was in the spring after my sophomore season. I was just planning on having a workout with my quarterback and I think two of my senior wide receivers. So I was going into my junior They were going to be seniors. And we were all working out together. And then Coach Bard texted us the day before. He's like, hey, a coach from Kentucky said he's interested in you and wants to come watch this happen. I was like, all right, I've never, like, worked out in front of a college coach before. Just, like, just right there. So I was a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. And my head coach couldn't even be there because he had, like, some prior commitment. So he sent our just our wide receivers coach there. And I was like, oh, boy, this is going to be interesting. And then our coach, I meet the coach. He comes out there. He, I mean, he's a pretty – He's known guy around college football than tomorrow. So we start running the routes. He puts us through some stuff. Like so he can't directly coach us. So he had he had our wide rec- he told our wide receivers coach what to do and he told us what to do. Cause he, he was like, I'm not talking to you guys, I'm talking to your coach that you guys should do this. So it was kind of like funny that he explained <laughs> it that way. Cause he, yeah. he couldn't directly talk to us because I was still a sophomore and my you. quarterback was a sophomore. So we couldn't he couldn't technically contact us. So he, we went through the routes, and at the end, he just had me block our wide receiver coach. He was like, I want to see how you block. So I blocked our wide receiver coach. And our wide, one, like the third time he had me block him, my wide receiver coach was like, come on, this is for an offer. And I, I didn't think of anything at the time because I was just focused on hitting him as hard as I could. And then so after that, we kind of wrap up. We all go like kind of take our cleats off. And then we're all standing together, and he walked. He would talk to my coach for a second. He walked over, and he was like, I'm not talking to you guys. I'm talking to your coach. But Gavin's just received his first Division one off from the University of Kentucky. And then we all went nuts, and I was, I was like, I lost for words. That was, it was pretty crazy. Man, that is, that's amazing, though. So, I mean, your first ever offer just so happens to come from the highest level of college football, right? The mm-hmm. SEC, Power 5, Division one. Let me ask you, I mean, you know, once you heard the words, you know, you've been offered by the University of Kentucky, did it kind of seem like, okay, this is what I'm going to do for the next four to five years? You know, I'm going to go, I'm going to continue to keep grinding, continue to get to that next level. I mean, that just – now, also, I want to hear, too, you know, how did your parents react when you told them that you had gotten your first ever offer? Yeah, so so on how it, like, felt, it was like a weight off my shoulders because, like, I mean, I – I wanted to, like, play a high-level college football, obviously. You know, every recruit wants to play Power 5 football. And, I mean, I've seen a bunch of other kids, you know, on Twitter, like, posting, like, I got offered by this school and this school and this school. I just kept feeling that pressure. I was like, man, dude, all these other kids are getting offered. I'm not. Like, maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was. You know, it, like, really, like, got me down on myself. I, you know, but I knew I had to keep working hard. You know, they'd eventually come. It, it, everybody's told me, like, it just takes one. 
So I waited, I waited, and when I got the offers, like, just, it felt so good knowing that someone believed in me, and some, like, school wanted me out there, you know? And then to the part about my parents. So my parents were actually, they took a little vacation, so I was staying with my aunt. So oh, I went I home you. to my, so he was like, you can go ahead and post it. The tiny coach after that told me I could go ahead and post that on Twitter, so I was going to, but... I didn't tell my parents it, so I'd want to tell my parents first, right, before I put on like put it on social media or anything like that. So they were on a they were on a plane at like a four hour plane ride as I was there, so I couldn't like contact oh, them. Oh man. So, <laughs> so I had to wait. So like I, I went home, I told my aunt, she like freaked out on me and then I told my little brother who was at home too and he was like he was going nuts. And then I waited until like eleven o'clock at night is when my parents landed and then I texted them then and they were like I, no, I called them. I called them. And they they were, like, super happy for me and glad this is finally all paying off. It's just cool and funny because, like, he texted my coach. He's like, no, your guy knows that's a real offer, right? Like, he knows it's not just, like, fake offer or something like that. <laughs> and it that was is, all pretty funny. <laughs> that is cool, though. So, I mean, you know, once you got that offer, you had to literally wait four hours till your parents got off their flight. But, I mean, just – I mean, that had to have been a good feeling just knowing, you know, all the work that you put in, you know, just over all the sports you've played. You know, it finally paid off. You know, you would be able not to have to put that burden on your parents of, you know, going to school, them having to pay for it. You know, now you're able to go to school for free. So, so Gavin, let me ask you, too, because and a lot of recruits tell me this, you know, once they get that first offer and, you know, in your case, you got an offer from the you know, arguably the best conference in all of college football, you know, schools start to roll in like crazy, showing interest, giving you offers. So for you, was it kind of like a snowball effect after you got that Kentucky offer? Yes, it was. So I think we were, that workout was on a Monday. So that Monday he offered me, it was just a workout like after school. And then on that Tuesday, a coach from Akron came in, offered me. And then on Thursday, Morning at school, Michigan State came in and offered me that morning. Their tight end coach, Coach Gilmore, and then that later that day, like in the afternoon, around like two o'clock, Coach from Iowa State came in and offered me as well. So I got four offers in span like four days. Man, that is crazy because I've had a lot of kids, you know, tell me stories similar to that too. Like you know, twenty-four hour period or like a three-hour period, they literally get three phone calls, three offers. So for you, I mean. How are you feeling after this week span of you now have offers from the Big 12, you got it from the Big 10, and then you also had an offer from the SEC. You know, how are you feeling after that point? Yeah, uh, I was feeling, I'm not going to lie, I felt pretty good after that week. Um, it was really cool, you know, seeing, like, I've all, grown up Ohio State fan, I've watched the Big 10, so I have a huge amount of respect for Michigan State. And that's, like, school to this day, I'm still very interested in. I'm actually probably going to go visit them here in this winter or spring. And, like, Kentucky, I'm going to visit them. So, like, these are schools that, like, even though they can't at the beginning, I'm still very much interested. You know, it just it just is a really good feeling, you know, like, how because a lot of people told me, like, once you get one, like, they start rolling in. They really started rolling in after Kentucky offered me that Monday. Hey, I got you. Absolutely. And, you know, you just talked a little bit about, you know, taking visits and everything like that. And you've already taken a few yourself. So, if you don't mind, talk to us about some of the visits you've already taken. Yeah. So what what would you? Uh, so my first ever visit, let's see, Cincinnati. My first, oh, okay. so my first ever visit was Cincinnati. That was cool. It was a uh, uh, spring practice, so that was cool seeing like a college team practice. 
Cause I've never watched, never really watched college team practice before. I've never really had that opportunity. So it's neat seeing like how they like do it. They kind of do like periods, which is like very cool. It's like periodically there's like, they have like five, 10 minute periods. And then like after that, that period's over they all like run to the next period. So it was like cool. It's really cool seeing that like development of how they run practice versus like one of my high school practices, which are very different in how they're format and whatnot. And then like some of the game day visits, I'm like very blessed to be able to go to some of the games I did. I got went to go got to go to Ohio State Rutgers game when they played against Rutgers. That was surreal being on the field at Ohio State game. And that atmosphere was electric for at least the first half. And then, <laughs> yeah, before they before they were blowing them out like yeah. eighty five to zero at half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I got to go to Michigan State when they beat Wisconsin in overtime or overtime and they their wide receiver like game winning catch in the corner of the end zone. That, that was a was snow sweet. game too, right? Uh I I don't think so. I think Sorry, I, I, a few I, games. My bad. I'm I'm from, I'm from down in Texas, so when we get snow, it's like the biggest deal. I know, obviously, oh. up there, it's like a normal thing. But for us, like getting snow games is like the best thing on earth. So my oh bad. My I, I don't know what I don't know what I was thinking of, but that's cool though, because I remember. I know, obviously, both of those teams really didn't perform this year the way that they probably should have. But obviously, I mean, just being in those atmospheres, that's something that really starts to put a chip on your shoulder. Like you know, these schools want me to play in this environment. You know, playing mm-hmm. in front of. 75,000 plus fans, depending on where you're playing at. Yes, sir. Um, so out of all the visits you've taken, and, you know, obviously you don't have to answer it, but, you know, yeah. what's been your personal favorite, you know, experience so far? And I'm just going to take a wild guess and probably say it's Ohio State. Um, so that was probably up there. I'm going to say watching – I really enjoyed the Cincinnati game, actually. Oh. So I went, I went to Nipper. I went to when they played Indiana, which Indiana, I mean, they aren't – didn't have the greatest season. They're not like the top of the Big Ten. But I think that was a really big win for Cincinnati this year. I know they didn't have the year they were quite expecting, not winning the American Conference. But it was cool to see like Nippard and the energy there, only having, I think, like 40,000, 50,000 fans. Like they're like the seventh loudest stadium in college football. And it was it was electric in there. Like their student section was into it. Their crowd was into it. Like it was a really sweet environment for me not expecting that environment from that that like smaller ish school. Yeah, say. no, I mean I don't I don't blame you like whatsoever because you know and now I I can kind of relate a little bit to Cincinnati because I'm a TCU fan and I work with a okay. lot of players and everything like that. So you know we don't have a big stadium you know at all forty five thousand max, but you know mm-hmm. when it is a sold out crowd and everybody gets going, I mean it's it's incredible. I know Cincinnati they sell out pretty much every game. So, and, you know, obviously playing yeah. Indiana, which is a huge game for them and being in that environment. So mm-hmm. that's cool that, you know, at such a young age, you've already experienced all these di- different envi- environments, mm-hmm. obviously going to your dream school in Ohio State, going to Cincinnati. You know, what other visits do you plan on going to? I know obviously you got a few other schools interested in you, but, you know, what are some visits you plan on taking here in the next oh, few well. months or so? So I, I did forget about two game day experiences that I forgot were very good oh, while, sure. you were, while you were saying that. So one was uh, the Michigan Michigan State game at Michigan this year, and you didn't that say one, anything. Yeah, I, and, and, <laughs> and so I'm not done yet. And the Penn State whiteout, I they just like completely left my brain. But I went to the Michigan Penn State game and the Penn Michigan Michigan State game and Penn State whiteout versus Minnesota. Oh my and, lord! And that was the Penn State game was the loudest event, sporting event, whatever you want to call it. I've been to that game. Was it was absurd. It was the greatest show in college college sports like that. It was absurd how loud it was. Like the benches were shaking, 
Like I couldn't hear my mother next to me when we were visiting. Like it was literally on on third downs and even at the entrance, like you could not hear anything but the sound of the stadium. <laughs> I mean, those people in Happy Valley, they definitely are happy for their uh, Nittany oh, Lions. Oh, they for were sure. quite. They were quite happy. <laughs> that whole game. Yeah, that, and then that was the game two after they just got blown out against uh, Michigan up there in Ann Arbor yep. too. So that yep. that was a little so bit that, personal. That good. Yeah, that was personal. It, it <laughs> felt really good for those fans, you know, getting a win under the belt after getting stopped by Michigan. Absolutely, Only absolutely. For a better word. Yeah, that was, that was <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But um, you know, Gavin, I just have a few more questions for you, my guy, before mm-hmm. we do start to wrap things up. But the first one mm-hmm. I want to ask you is and. I think we pretty much already answered it, but I kind of want I always ask everybody this question. But you know, whether it's past, present, college football, or NFL, what players' play style do you feel like you resemble the most, and why? Yeah, so um, I think a player myself to as far as like body type and play type goes, would I would ha- probably have to say Mike Jasicki, or maybe even Pat Fryermuth, who both played at Penn State and now are both thriving in the NFL. Mike Jasicki, I mean, he's an extremely talented receiver and also was a volleyball and basketball player in high school, which is, like, cool. He's someone I've also, like, grown up liking as, along with Gronk and I've also followed because, like, he's just kind of got that same build. He's the same athletic background. Like, he can jump super high. He wins all those jump balls. And I think Mike's definitely a player that I would base my game off of and say I'm, like, trying to build my game like because he does such a great job with – High pointing again, high high pointing that football, and running really good routes like a wide receiver. And you know, it's crazy. I didn't even know that he did play volleyball. Like it's it kind of blows my mm-hmm. mind to think about you know some of the other sports that a lot of athletes played. Like you know, like LeBron for example, right? He was a football star too, alongside wow. obviously. He was like Mister Ohio Football or something like that. It's like something crazy, but yeah. So that's cool though, knowing that you know a lot of these guys that you look you know look to as you know tight ends and everything like that. They also. We're in a similar space as you, you know, also playing all these other different sports. So, mm. um, but Gavin, this next question I'm going to ask you, man, is one of the most important ones. So I'm telling you, do not screw this one up. So, oh, yes. pr- so, so look, pregame, right? You're in the locker room, got your headphones on, AirPods in, or if your music taste is not garbage, you even got the team aux. What is your go-to pregame hype song and why? Um, I got to think about this one. Um. Got- Kind of like, I like till till I collapse by Eminem. Okay, hey, I respect that. It's like not like, not like too hype, but it's like I don't know. It's kind of like my my thing. I don't have the best music music taste. I would say, just kind of like my thing that kind of gets me hyped. That song, is, I think it's very iconic. And I think that that's what gets me going. Hey, no, one hundred percent. Like I definitely would say your music taste is not garbage. I've just had. I've had some guys tell me they've listened to Katy Perry before they before their games uh, and everything like that. So hey, uh, I I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean they were Kansas State commits, so they really don't have a lot going on over there. So I <laughs> I, I, I and I can't really talk a lot because they beat us in the Big Twelve Championship. But yeah. all loved you guys. Y'all know who y'all are. But God dang. Uh, but uh, but anyway, Gavin, you know I appreciate you seriously for coming on today, my guy. And you know for everybody out there that's listening to today's interview. Please make sure you go show my guy Gavin some love. I'm going to leave all of his socials, links, everything like that. It'll be down below in the description of today's episode. Gavin, before we, he- before we head out, is there anything you want to say? Uh, guys, keep checking. Check out all the uh, socials, like he said. And uh, just keep following me throughout this journey. It's going to be a good one.
Hey, absolutely. And, you know, Gavin, I look forward to seeing where you end up committing. You still got one more year of high school left, but definitely I know you'll ball out next year and get even more recruited. And, hey, maybe Ohio State will even come calling your name as well. We'll see. Hey, hey, we'll, we'll, exactly, we will see. So, Gavin, thank you so much for coming on, my guy, and I look forward, look forward to working with you here in the future. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me, Mace. Appreciate you.